I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Kiras Filipinas podcast. Yeah, I got it right. In one take. Yeah, in one take. For the first time, I didn't have to do it. This is your boy, Raf Camus, and right next to me, Romeo Moran. And we have some breaking news for you. You are now listening to the number one. Number one. Four. Fourteen. It stops there. It stops there. One, four. One, four. four Not one, four, zero. One, four. Ranked podcast in the sports and recreation Category on the iTunes store. In the Philippines. In the Philippines. As far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah. The thing is, as of recording, at 9.47pm on Wednesday night, August 27th? August 26th. The SGP podcast, for some reason, is ranked number 14. And we're excited. No, no, no. I think, I think we know what the some reason is. Yeah, yeah. Fuck last week's episode. Mm, which you were not there for. Because I was watching Singing in the Rain, right. unfortunately, and doing my contributions to society right? Okay, by promoting the arts. But you guys were on Boys Night Out. You no, guys... We found ourselves on Boys Night Out. Well, no, they did. Uh, I was just there to uh, facilitate and make sure the guest thing went well. Yeah, which it did. And apparently, the Fighters for Hire and Sendata had... Pretty good airtime from what I heard, mm. and I've re-listened they, they to the all episode. Beat, they all beat JoJo the Love Survivor uh, <laughs> in a bout of arm wrestling. And you know, hey, JoJo, boot camp's coming up. PWR boot camp is scheduled to open again soon, and mm. if it means the boys get a chance, or their boys get a chance. Yeah, if they want to. If they want to. If you want some, come get some. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for everyone out there. PWR Bootcamp opening up again soon. The announcement, the teaser announcement was just made on the PWR Facebook page. And in the news for PWR as well. Mm-hmm. TV deal. Yeah, I mean. TV deal, man. That's a big, big step. Can we, can we look up? Uh, the PWR has uh, signed a deal with Global, I think it's Pinoy, Global Pinoy Network. Network. I'm, Global not, Pinoy I'm not Network. familiar with Global Pinoy Network myself, but I am told that uh, PXC is also streaming live on demand from GPN, and I think the World Boxing Council. I think is that, is that it? Yeah. WBC. WB, that, w- that is it. That WBC. That's that WBC. Are you sure? Are we sure about this? Pretty sure about that. We don't have double confirmation like we do for the podcast ranking, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal for PWR. It's a big deal for Filipino wrestling as mm. a whole. And when they break the news and all the details. We'll be happy to oh, share it on smarthenry.ph. Yeah, as, as, as far as we know right now, uh, I think you can watch the next show, Renaissance, uh, live as a result of this deal with GPN. Live on YouTube, I think. I'm not sure what the specifics of the deal are, but all I know is that it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide PWR with a live stream of the event. Okay, that's going to be amazing. And you know what, guys? Stay tuned for that. 
because you know there's nowhere to go for Philippine wrestling but up, mm-hmm. and this deal is taking us worldwide, Lahas. worldwide like the Over pitfalls. Like Pitbull, man. It's a world what now, man? Dale. No, no, we know it. Dale, dale, dale. dale, dale. dale. Uno, dos, tres. Cuatro. <laughs> but anyway, it's a big, it's a big week for wrestling no, it's this week. It's been a big weekend. It's been a, it was a big weekend. Mm-hmm. And leading into Monday Night Raw is... No, no, no. But but let's, let's start backtrack. The, let's start chronologically. Start from the bottom. Start from... No, start from the, the bottom. The bottom. The bottom. The bottom. Yeah, the bottom. So... What this weekend, mean? wait, this weekend, let's run it down, let's run it down. This weekend, we we had Summerfest. Oh, wait, that's about Stan, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. We forgot to say, we forgot to say. Our boy Stan C, Mr. C, is currently in Japan. Mm-hmm. Blending in with the locals. <laughs> Blending with the locals, riding boats, going to the NJPW store, eating ramen. Buying his NJPW gear, merch. Merch, merch, and among other things, masks, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Stan, Stan, if you're listening, masks. But mahal yung ano, mahal yung tiger mask na mask. Mahal yung tiger mask kasi maganda siya eh. 66.5,000 yen. 66.5,000 yen, that would be... I don't know, I, I didn't bother to, to do the, the, Google, the Google converting thing. Boss. One eternity later. The tiger mask actually costs 25,933 pesos and 62 centavos. 25,000? If it's 66,000 yen? Tanga that's like 25,000. Isang name sa UP, papi. Pops, isang taon yan sa UP kung... No, before, before 2007. Before 2000, right? yeah. But anyway, back to wrestling, back to wrestling. Merch, Stan, if you're listening, you know what we want. It'll be fun. All right, so let's start from the start. Let's start uh, from the start of our, of our huge, summer fest. Of uh, our summer slam weekend. Where we started Brooklyn, with Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York in the Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. Where we had NXT take over Brooklyn, right? With where it was quite eventful, all things considered, quite eventful show. Of course. And uh, wait, well, run down the card. All right, run. We're running down the card. I think we start first with uh, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Tyler Breeze, which was surprisingly. No, I, I, I was surprised that he got the win. Yeah. Yeah, but Liger. Veteran siya na. See Jushin Thunder Liger. Just the Liger. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. Tyler no. Breeze. Tyler spent... Breeze is a veteran. Tyler Breeze not, is a veteran. You're getting the joke. Here. I know. I get the joke. Tyler Breeze is a three-year veteran of NXT. Yeah. And he's jobbing to this guy in a Japanese mask. No, no, no. Sorry, I can't. I, I can't in good conscience. But he's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, for he's those not, of you who don't, he's not just jobbing to someone. He's a legend. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, you should know Jushin Thunder Liger is one of the innovators of Japanese wrestling. Mm. He's one of the reasons... He's it's pushing as, 50. Damn. He's pushing 50 now. Damn, man. He is one of those guys that mm. is... Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it stalwart. He's a cornerstone of New Japan. He's vanguard. He's not vanguard, papi. Because this guy... You know how... No, no, no. But I was amazed that he... That he didn't... That, that Breeze never got the win over him. Yeah, and it's surprising because... Breeze, Breeze got the rub, but if he got the, if he got put over by mm. Liger, that would have been so much better. Like, in all honesty, that was what I expected, and it's kind of sad not to see it. What that that no, you expected? You expected? I, I expected Breeze to win. Like, if we, had, I expected Breeze to win. Then I expected. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I don't exactly know what I expected from it. 
But it was a good match. It was a good match. Going about eight minutes. Eight minutes. And considering that Liger at this at his advanced age is only in New Japan multi-person tag matches for the hot tag and the win and possibly to, to put in somebody in a surfboard. <laughs> which he did. Is, which he, he did. did. Which he did in this match. It's a very good match. Well-paced. Good enough. And I love Tyler Breeze's entrance. I love the entrance. But it's nothing new, though. It's nothing new. But then I love the fact that his pay-per-view entrances are getting better. And considering that he pulled out the cheesiest thing, the New York collection. Oh, God. I loved it. Okay. Next match on the card was the NXT Tag Team Championship match. The VOD villains against Blake and Murphy. With a special appearance by Blue Pants. Blue Pants. Well, now, did you... Did you, I, I, called no, you called I called it. You called it. it. You called it. You weren't it. here last week, but you called it. I called it. I called that one. Because when they said... When when they announced on NXT that they would be having somebody as backup, I was like, well, let's see. Who's left? Blue Pants. And then when they came out in the blue, I was mm. like, okay, that's a dead giveaway. And then blue every- Pants. Exactly. It's Blue I, Pants. I, no, I thought it was someone new. I think I thought someone... A new diva was debuting because those were the rumors that I picked up. Yeah, which are totally valid. No, no, no. it was like half right because uh, new pants is now signed. No, not just that. Uh, well, we did get a teaser of Nia Jax. Nia possibly Jax, oh, oh, debuting the cousin of the Rock. Nay, that's Lena Fanini. No, who's Nia Jax? She's someone else. Okay, but she's not side chick. She's not Seth no. Rollins' side chick? No, side chick was sitting with Seth Rollins. What's the name of side chick? Zara. Zara, Zara Schreiber. This, that's her official that's WWE her na- name. I, I don't know, I guess. Okay. But there. Actually, we did see an appearance after this match. Care of Seth Rollins and side chick. Side chick. Zara Schreiber. She has a name. Zara Schreiber. Anyway. The affair. Side chick. So how do you feel about the win, Ro? For the VOD villains. Uh, I love it. No, I did. Because uh, I've been pulling for the VOD villains for quite a while now. I mean, after after the Lucha Dragons, I know that you have you have yeah. all respect for the Lucha Dragons as a tag team. No, I wanted VOD villains to win right after the Lucha Dragons. and I Dropped it. Yeah. But there we go. The VOD villains actually doing a good job. Doing a good job in this match. Solid, solid wrestling. Manly wrestling at that. Mm-hmm. And... Blue Pants pulled the assist. Blue Pants with the assist at the end. Like I say, he expected. Yeah, Alexa to be Bliss. expected. Alexa Bliss. White Shaniqua. <laughs> White Shaniqua doing her job and mm. then Blue Pants coming in for the save. It was good match, solid match. But then we get the debut of the little black man who could. What? Little black man who could. He's Jesus. undersized. He's undersized for considering, considering okay, that Titus O'Neil is like what oh. six six six, almost. Oh, he looks tiny compared to some of the guys. Oh, but the man formerly known as Uha Nation mm. debuted. Re- little black guy. Little really? black guy who could. Who could beat because you up? He did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He did. I, I I have I have total respect for <laughs> ne- this guy's Neville wrestling ability. La- Neville Lashley's love child. <laughs> <laughs> Athletic. Ath- um, no 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 no. Bobby Lashley shrunk down with flippy shit. Mm. That's Apollo Crews. If you haven't seen his match against the perfect 10 that is not Are... named Main Max. <laughs> Ty Dillinger. They had a solid match. Solid mm. match. The match went for about five minutes. Apollo Crews 
his finishing set. What do you? What do they call it? Again? Uh, the Apollo. Uh, that there's no official name for it yet. Yeah. but I'm guessing it's gonna be called the Apollo combination. Like I said, the old move. Yeah. It's called the Uha combination. Yeah. And it's what? What is it again? It's a. It's a. It's a girl the press. Girl the press into a standing moon standing moon that should also be followed up with the a standing shooting star. Yes, but that might be variation mm. two. That you know down the line. Mm. But this was a very solid debut. He and, got in. Okay, here's here's the question: Do you, you think they sh- they did the right thing in sacrificing the perfect ten? Tidelinger. Mm-hmm. Tidelinger's lovable. Yeah. Tidelinger's lovable mm-hmm. enough that he can make a recovery. Okay. Are you sure? On, on TV. Sure I have a feeling. I have a feeling about that. I have a feeling about I... that. But Apollo Cruz, great in his debut match. Looking forward to more things from this guy. Very very solid. Very solid. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen his independent stuff, look for his match against Ricochet. Mm. That's uh, for which promotion? Um, I think this is Dragon Gate. Okay. This is on Dragon Gate um, 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Very solid match. Ricochet, the man also known as Prince Puma versus Uha Nation. Very, you'll get to see flippy shit on steroids. Okay. What, what are your predictions now? What are your predictions now for? Uh, Apollo well, Crews' wrestling, wrestling style in the WWE. Say, of course, you have to adapt to something that is slower. As yeah. you've seen, Neville, Neville Kase has been really, really flippy. Yeah. Uh, whenever, but he, not, whenever. But he, but he was but even he, flippier no, when he was Pac. That's what I'm saying. He was flippier as Pac, but he had to, he had to tone it down as Neville. I think I see more power wrestling out of Apollo Crews. Can be put in that babyface situation where... You know, he really has to come back and pull off almost Herculean effort. And it's still convincing. No, they, that's the problem. Like, is it, but, um, if Ty, no, no, no. Ty, Ty Dillinger was putting him in rest holds. And I couldn't buy it. Yeah, that's... Well, that Even though Ty Dillinger was taller than Apollo Cruz, I didn't believe rest hold si Apollo Cruz. Just because he's so fucking buff. yeah. They're okay. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I, I will concede that. My my take lang on on what Apollo Cruz brings mm-hmm. is that this guy can be Neville on steroids with Neville power wrestling. On ste- no, with on, more power. He's, he's, he's not, not on steroids. <laughs> Where it's a it's a it's a idiomatic expression mm. that that this Alam guy. Among in word oh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Some people. But that's the thing. Uha Nation, the man formerly known as Uha Nation, who is now Apollo Crews, can be that power guy. Mm. He can, I mean, if you've seen his work, he can be that power guy. He can be that flippy shit guy. But the way that he brings it together, I think moving forward, we're just going to see a lot more power out of him. All right. More strong style type things, but at the same time, an accessible rest, you know, an entertaining wrestling style. May isa akong huling tanong tungkol kay Apollo Cruz. Oo. Ano, ano niya? Si Donna Cruz. <laughs> Moving on! Moving on! I, I think, I, I think, I know what your, what your pick of the week is gonna be for this week. Which one? Alam ko na eh, alam ko na eh. No, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, 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 hindi ito yung susunod. Samoa Joe versus Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Baron Corbin. Where getting Baron Corbin is a thing. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Baron Corbin, as much as we hate as much as people feel that he is boring, which mm-hmm. he is. No, well, no, no, he's not 
boring. It's just he's like, boring in squash matches. He's being told to do this when people want to see that. Yeah. And the thing is, Samoa Joe, for all you know, for all his years, has never looked this good. Like in shape, shape wise, okay, not not wrestling wise. You sure? He's never. He's well. For the past ten years, he hasn't looked this. Gayot. I, I have never seen like I I have to admit is he is he more gayot? He is no. more gayot. He, if if you watch what about, what, no coming gayot from in, as in ripped or as in no not lean. not no leaner. He okay. hasn't been this lean in a long time. Okay, like even because he was kind of fluffy in his ROH days. Right, he's always been fluffy. Uh as reference, as okay. reference, <laughs> he was fluffy. Okay, if he was fluffy in ROH and he was just downright lazy fat towards the end of his TNA career, hey, come on, he was, really? he was, he really showed. You know, and right now he has the motivation. He has a lot of motivation in on NXT. Mm-hmm. He's been in the gym. He has, he has fucking selfies with Batista right. working out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice to see a motivated Joe. And a motivated Joe puts on really good matches. And he made Baron Corbin look like a legitimate threat in this match. Mm. And it was thoroughly enjoyable for me. Yeah, um, I like the match. It was all right. Uh, I do like the fact that Baron Corbin had to lose via tap out. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not tap out. Not pass, pass out, pass out. Pass out. Well, how do you say? It was. Uh, it was well it was, written. It was a no, well written match. I think it was okay because of the fact that it was probably what Baron Corbin's longest match to date. At ten minutes and twenty one mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. All things considered. But the thing is, end of the day, if if Joe pulled off a muscle buster mm. on Baron Corbin, that would be very unbelievable. All things considered. Very unbelievable. Fairly. 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 fairly, Not very. Fairly unbelievable. But I would have enjoyed that. So, for my pick of the week and my match of the week, all things considered, Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Mm. Women's Championship. This was straight up classic. Yeah. yeah. Straight up instant classic. Straight up instant classic. Not even, you know, discounting the end. Discounting Mm. the end. And I'll get into that in a bit. This was good women's wrestling, good wrestling, period. Mm-hmm. And it without was, yes, a doubt, was. without a doubt, this is the best that we've seen of Bailey ever. You know, uh, no, I liked it. I, I really did. And I like Bailey more than I like Sasha Banks. Oh, No, I do. You do? No. I mean, some people, you know, really mark out for Sasha. But Oh, right. And, and that, that's my next point. I kind of don't get why. Anymore, why they mark out for Sasha? Because she's freaking fun. To, she used to be. No, no, but I'm, it's mm. uh, it's no, no. I, I'm not going to disagree that she's good. She is good. She's really. She good. has it. She has it. But she has it. There is something about her that does not do it for me. You know, it's weird. And I'm trying to You can't put it into words. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Trying to put my finger on it, but I cannot. For the life of me, figure, figure it out. out or find out what doesn't or what makes Sasha not tick with me. I I don't I know. Think, I, I I don't know if it's it's, if it, it's it might her be. size that she's what too scrawnier than your usual diva. I said divas are not that buff to begin with. I think or most of them. <laughs> I think it's just because you know she's well. 
I don't know. I don't know. Also, actually, because I, you know, I res- we respect her from a technical standpoint. Yeah, that that much has been made clear. But from you know a look standpoint, she's not ugly. She's hindi not ago. Hindi ago. Hindi ago. Hindi siya, no. Hindi siya two cents worth. Two cents worth. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> she's not. She's not a. She's not horrible looking. She has. She's fairly attractive. She's got nice, interesting things going for no, her. It's not the attractiveness. It's not that at all. It's just that I just don't know why I don't like her. Is it? Is it a lack of connection with the character? Maybe. Maybe, maybe right? Perhaps. Because I mean, the boss. The boss character. Like that's very solid. Like I like. I like hugs. So I like Bailey. <laughs> that's a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. And I like hugs too. I like warm hugs. <laughs> and, and okay, this is um, one of our friends from the Smart Henry Bolton. I'm not sure if it was Jocks. Was it Jocks or Anthony? Jocks or Anthony that, that pulled up the fact that Bailey is pulling an abbreviated, an abbreviated Sami Zayn. An abbreviated Sami Zayn. Story arc. I think it was Jocks. I believe it's Jocks. And Anthony, I'm sorry if it was you, but it was it was telling. After the injury, mm-hmm. after the injury, this she had a mini road to redemption. Oh. Starting with Emma and then crossing out everyone else on her list, mm. culminating in NXT Brooklyn when she finally. My cuento. Yeah, my cuento. Yeah, and it's, it's it's a triumph story mm-hmm. without the power bomb at the end. Hopefully not. Well, there's no one's no one yeah, no one's gonna no one's gonna betray her. Mm-hmm. And wait, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves just ever so slightly because we're already coming to the end of, you know, this thing. But I have to bring it up. Mm. Sasha's entrance in the escalator. Oh. That was really fun to watch. Pink with the, with the full with a full bodyguard full bodyguard ensemble, that was fun to watch. The rest of Team Bad. Because they didn't get to ride in the escalade. <laughs> Well, and and no, because they were already seated. No, I'm sure. Like, why couldn't they have gone with her? I mean, like, it's not like nobody knows uh, Sasha's part of Team Bad. Oh, and just just another point. Oh. Given given the riding circumstances oh. for some people, riding in tandem. see, I know if if Finn Balor mm. Finn Balor had to share a, a van with Neville and Cesaro. Oh, that's awesome, though. That was that was a cool that was a cool the segment very, at the, the top of the show. The very European van. The very European van happened, but then at the end of it, Sasha gets her own van with private security. No, it's the same van. Was it the same van? It's the same van. <laughs> you know, it's the same van. Still, it was very very amusing entrance. Now, just one one spot that really stood out for me was the Bailey Kenrana. The Bailey, no, <laughs> the it, Bailey. it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. The Bailey Kenrana. Really. That's what it's a thing. It's a real move. It's a real move. She's used it before. No, that's, that's, is that what they're calling it? On the internet. Because you can add Bailey seen, to anything. I've seen uh, Neville do that, though. The Bailey can yeah, run... Yeah. The, the Hurricane runner into a Frankensteiner. No, because yeah, it, it, we she, she went straight. Yeah, the reverse one with the face. And then you hit... The, the guy ends the up on their bump? face. The neck bump? It's not a neck bump. It's a face bump. No, but Bailey did the, the neck bump. No, Bailey t- takes the neck bump. But no. the, the, the setup to the finish was Bailey doing... A reverse Hurricane Rana from the top row. End of the day, though. Really freaking cool spot. It was, it was. I, I, I believe that finish. I liked it. Yeah. And, 
you know, with the exception of this ending with a super hugplex, mm. which, you know, just if you write that down, it sounds so ridiculous as a finish. I would have really, really wanted to see that. But the hugplex, she needs to revise that I as really, a finish. You know what I really wanted to see? Mm. You know what I wanted to see? What? Overhead, belly to belly. Yeah. I mean, that's more believable if you do belly to belly. Hugplex, something. Yeah, it's just. It's more believable as a finisher than her standard. Yeah, so it's belly a, to okay, belly. It's, it's a belly to belly, and everyone does it. So why not just do an overhead? Anyone can flip over your head. I mean, the, the the divas, the girls are athletic enough. And we're breaking kayfabe ever so slightly here. No, we're not. <laughs> we're we're giving insight based on our wrestling on our wrestling know how. Okay, so. That's my match of the night, just in the sheer... That's my pick of the week, and match of the night, just because of the match sheer... Match of the night. The sheer emotion that came out from Bailey winning the NXT Women's Championship at last. And, wait, we're forgetting one thing. What? The curtain call. Oh. The Divas got a legit, curtain yeah, call. Legit. As a legit... Uh, and I don't think We're was, breaking kayfabe, they're breaking They're kayfabe. breaking kayfabe. So... So the four horse women of NXT, three of which have been called up, and this is probably the last time we're gonna see all four of them on NXT. Yeah. This was this was a great moment for them. I mean, honestly, we talk about the Divas Revolution. Mm-hmm. It has its roots in NXT with these four women performing their asses off. I agree. And I mean, some credit needs to also be given to Emma and Paige, mm-hmm. but. This was a great moment for the Divas. End of the day. I mean, you have a no, title they, they change. Deserve, they, they deserve. deserve that moment in the spotlight. I mean, they got... They, they put on match of the night. Match of the night, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many. Match of the night came on, did really good, had their hug it out moment, mm-hmm. had the whole, you know, cr- click curtain call, call back. Click. Kumbaga in Brooklyn of all places and <laughs> it was really really heartwarming to see and if this means a baby call up eventually to see the four of them reunited on the main roster just to pr- just I'm, I'm just just fantasy booking it just to extend storylines for the women's revolution that would be nice alright so we have our last match of the night which was a ladder match for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. How do you oh, feel about it's, this? It's all right, you know. Uh, we've seen Kevin Owens in matches, in ladder matches before, as we all know. But uh, it wasn't, it wasn't jaw dropping. It was just all right. Yeah, it was. It so, wasn't. It wasn't anything spectacular. It was a solid eight out of ten. And because it wasn't anything spectacular, do you think it should have gone? Uh, it should have gone on second to the last and. I really think that, you know, all things considered, the women's match should have gone on last mm-hmm. just because of the way that they were going to book it mm-hmm. and the way that it did end up going down. Mm-hmm. Like, if you switch it out on the DVD, yeah. no one will notice. No one will notice. No Absolutely. one will notice? Well, you know, no one will feel shortchanged that the women went on last. Actually. Right? It's one of those things that you don't really think about while you're watching it, but in hindsight, they really could have gone with that finish. And the ladder match, the ladder match was very 
you know, standard ladder match. Standard it was, yeah. I don't, I don't even know why it wasn't anything hot. Yeah, that's that, that's and it's it felt like it shouldn't have closed the show, just because. Are you saying that? <laughs> Am I just saying that? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm. I, I honestly believe that it didn't deserve to close the show after what they did, after what the women did. That's how high regard I put that match in. Okay. Fair. And I mean, I did enjoy the violence from the ladders. The violence ladders. The violence ladders. No, no, no. I, I. Because first... there was a lot of there was a lot of unnecessary ladder violence, <laughs> which La- is why ladder, ladder matches violence. are fun. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Now, there was a lot of ladder violence. There were unnecessary coup de grace. Unnecessary. Completely, complete disregard for people's livelihood and safety. But that's the thing. I didn't feel that impressed because we've seen so much more from these two guys. I think the man, uh, at first when I heard people saying, okay, the Divas match should have gone last, uh, I thought that, okay, um, maybe we're overreacting a bit. But then we saw the ladder match, and yeah, okay, it wasn't as great, as, it wasn't as hot as we were hoping it would be. Yeah. So, but I'm, uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't, though to me, it doesn't really matter which match went all last because they were all good anyway. Yeah. You know? But I get it. I get why people would think. Uh, I get why people would want the Divas match to go on last. Okay, it's 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 just because it felt more like a culmination. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I, I I'm not taking that away from anyone. And you know, I actually think that if if Owens and Balor went on a little further, like mm. one more pay per view, one more, one more time in a Hell in a Cell match. That would be that would be a nice fitting end to it, because it has to escalate from ladders and violence ladders being involved to something even bigger, just to settle it once and for all. Yeah, either. Yeah. Just to blow it off completely, because it is a good feud. I think they were scared of, uh, I don't know, scared of something. I guess. Giving the women, giving the divas a real chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It could have. What could have been and what was, we can't change, but we can watch it and appreciate it. So, if you haven't seen NXT Brooklyn, listen to our hype, watch it for yourselves. It's a very good show. So We we'll spent yeah. 20 minutes talking about Brooklyn, NXT, yeah. And NJPW merch. Mm-hmm. So, we'll be taking a short break, and when we come back, we're talking SummerSlam. SummerSlam. And we're back for part two of our Summerfest recap. Mm-hmm. And we will be talking about SummerSlam, WWE SummerSlam 2016, live from Brooklyn. To begin with, uh, did anyone else find it weird at all that Jon Stewart did not host the show in a suit? That's true. Yeah, well, why no, but, but no, I think, I think the reason that Jon Stewart didn't host it in a suit mm. was because... John Stewart was wearing a suit for 15 years as the host of the Tonight of not the Tonight Show, damn it, of the Daily Show with John Stewart, and he needed a break from suits. Still, you get he the should, on, you get the privilege to host SummerSlam, some, the, one of the biggest shows in the WWE calendar. One of the big wear four. a sweatshirt. Hey, he was and, wearing a sweatshirt and jeans and jeans. It's upsetting, ever so slightly. But knowing what it's like to be in a suit every day. 
if you get the opportunity to do something in in a sweatshirt, I don't mind. It could have It should have been. But it sh- you, you gotta dress for the occasion. Ever so slightly. I mean, if you if you dress up goofy because it's summer, that's mm. not so bad. But all things considered, he could have done just a little bit better. Even a WWE t-shirt. Or a John Cena t-shirt. Or the official SummerSlam t-shirt. That wouldn't have been so bad. So, this ma- this show was hyped up very, 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 very much to be The Undertaker's second coming, kumbaga, for this year. Because technically, it's the first time we've seen him outside of a WrestleMania ring in six years. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's weird not to see him on anything but WrestleMania. And this is the thing. No, I, it's, it's weird. It hasn't it's really been weird. six years. It's been six years. This is a trivia question at Summerfest. Summer, no, SummerSlam six years. SummerSlam six years. But uh, I, I know he was still performing as like, what, since, as recent as 2010. 2010? No, 2010. Still six years. 2010, he, was, he did he 2010, did he had a championship run. A short championship yeah. run. Yeah, oh. Okay. All the more. So, okay. Taker, either way, it regular booking for Taker has been WrestleMania and nothing else. Mm. Which is what makes this SummerSlam such a big deal and which is why he still has every right to main event this one with Brock Lesnar. Even though we had a championship versus championship match, which we haven't seen in a while, as your pseudo-main event. Mm. Your co-main event, kumbaga. Not bad. Not bad. But to hype Taker up this much, I feel... Uh, didn't feel right. Didn't feel right to me. Mm. Wait, sorry. What was that again? I don't feel that it's right that Taker is main eventing. Because he's not a champion. Because he's not. It's not a. Cha- there's a. Cha- there's a champion versus championship match, and it's just. It feels off. I'll hold you down because uh, Taker's a legend, man, and Cena's a future Hall of Famer for sure. Lachneyon, first ballot. Oh, first but ballot. Taker is a legend. But. There's that but eh. There's that but that the championship should go on last. And in this case, because they were making such a big deal about it, I think that they should have. They should have given Cena and Rollins a chance to go on last. Considering. Actually, well, considering what we know. Yes. Well, I was going to say, considering the finish to Cena Rollins. But then also considering the finish to Lesnar Taker. Yes. Which would have been uh, even worse. Yeah. That's hmm. that's the thing, eh? But, <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I don't know. But I, this I think, is no, I think I think it's the same argument we just had for NXT Brooklyn. If you chop it up and switch the things, is it the same show? Not exactly. Yeah, it's not exactly. But uh, I'm okay with Lesnar and Taker going on last because they're the bigger names. No matter how much. No matter how many make-a-wish wishes Cena's granted, no 500. matter no matter how much movies he's been in, no matter it's still what, The Undertaker yeah. and Lesnar, two we, of the most mainstream crossover stars that WWE has ever produced in, what, the past 20 years? Actually, ever, even. Yeah, ever. And that's the thing. It doesn't feel... From a wrestling... From an entertainment standpoint, I could believe it. But from a wrestling standpoint... Championships needs to go on last, and I think we still 
need but to Funk, honor that. Funk never went on last. Which is why I hated everything about his run as champion. It was sad. So, so you agree with Punk? I agree with Punk. I agree with CM Punk that he should have gone on last. Every single show that John Cena stole from him, that's a valid point. And I think, you know, in this case, that should have been the case. Unless this is, you know, his pay- um, karma, kumbaga, for Cena, for taking, C- for taking Punk's spots back then. He's getting the treatment now. I don't know. I don't know. It's no, just no. one of those things. Hindi, it's not of it's not really seen as getting the punk treatment. It's more of Rollins he, is getting the punk. No, treatment? It, it's more of seen as going down. Yeah. No, it really just goes back to the fact that Lesnar and Taker are bigger names. You you, you can't argue past that. Eh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, at this point. No, no, no. At, at this I'm point, I'm, at this I'm point not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong in that. In, in they that, should have been given a shot to go on last. To yes. break the status quo, umaga. Okay. But at the same time, you would have a million of complaints from a lot of other fans na, that, would, that would have said that Lesnar this and Taker should have gone last. Just the same. All things considered. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Because we haven't even run down the card yet. So, quick results. Sheamus defeats Randy Orton in a singles match that goes for 12 minutes. No fun. It's just, it's just standard. Okay, no, it's it, it's a match that belongs on Raw. That's the thing. No, it was a Raw main event. It's a Raw main event type match, but it didn't need to be the curtain jerker. That's just me. That's all I have to it say. Didn't about it didn't need to be the curtain jerker, really. You it sure didn't. It didn't need to be. I would have. I would have much more preferred to see Dolph Ziggler open the show. That would have been more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, no, I I don't really care about Rusev and Ziggler. No. But it was it it was more fun than this match. So the next match on the card was the New Day versus the, the Primetime Players versus the Lucha Dragons versus the Matadores in a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. With the New Day becoming two-time, two-time, two-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Not a bad match. Interesting though that we saw we saw Titus O'Neil attempt to pin Darren Young in an attempt to retain. Mm-hmm. Which, apparently, you can do. It's something, it's just, you know, something that never crossed my mind. Interesting thing that happened. It's kind of stupid. It's kind of heelish, though. It's a little heelish, out of character, but if you just really wanted to retain and get it over with, it makes sense. You're both the legal men. But, anyway, spot fest. Spot fest, end of the day, it was a spot fest. It was a fun match to watch. And the fact that the New Day had to cheat to win felt right. On the month. On the month, right? And Xavier Woods got involved. So, I don't have, you know... No, no, the, the best moment from this match, though, is the pre-match song. Oh, the mm-hmm. trombone. No, not, the trombone's from Raw. Oh, the trombone's from... Sorry. Uh, this one was the Empire State of Mind. Yes, this one is the Empire State of Mind. Very fun. Very uh, fun. At this point, uh, the New Day are the unparalleled heat magnets. No matter what they do, mm. they cannot do any wrong at this point. And they are, I would say, compelling because of it. So, the next match on the card was Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev 
that ended in a double countout. There's not much more that needs to be said apart from the fact that their girlfriends are gonna get into it and fight as long as it's you. And their going. girlfriends are dressed like them. Yeah. Is that even a thing, really? Like, I don't know. Which, about, it doesn't need to be. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, exactly. It doesn't need to be because that's not how people behave in real life. Unless you're Koreans. Hmm. What? Really? Koreans dress the same. Have you not seen Korean couples in this country? Yeah, Dressing I have. Dressing the same, matching outfits? Not really. I, I, it's, a, it's a recurring thing with me. Really? I see it. I see it a lot. Like when I'm going to Chupacabra to get a burrito, I see... I'd say, no, I'd say. No, no, couples? Couples. Dressing the same way. Yes. It's awkward. It happens. And it mostly know. happens when they're Korean. <laughs> it's an observation. I am not Korean. So when being they're not racist. Korean, it doesn't happen. Uh, it happens once in a while. Parang ikaw, kung magka girlfriend ka ba? Ouch. Susuotan mo ba siya ng parang suit mo? Packers gear? No, I mean, okay. not, no not, not, not Packers gear, but. I make fun of Packers shit you, gear. Shit you wear on the daily. Like, I don't know. know. That, 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 that brings a good question, a good hypothetical question mm. in the middle of all of this. Stray thought. If Chick DeLeon has a girlfriend... I'm sure she does. But does she it? wear his merch? I think so. Do we call her the senorita? Yes, I think he has. It's a hypothetical. Is it real? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know, Kendra. Jake, DeLeon, Jake DeLeon, please confirm on the show. On our page. Senorita I know... Ba Senor, my senorita. Senorita? Is that senorita? Oh, sorry. I heard senorita. Sorry. There's feedback on these headphones. Okay, okay. Anyway, moving on from that stray thought. So the girlfriends get into it. They dress like their boyfriends. It's funny. Haha. <laughs> Entertaining enough. Entertaining enough. Solid match. Is it? It No. Well, the I, tuned, finish, I the finish, tuned out. I tuned out. I tuned out a bit, but it was more entertaining than Orton Rousseff. Or, Orton Sheamus. No. Orton Sheamus is way more entertaining than that. But I felt that, you know... It could have gone a little shorter. Oh yeah, this for, match for sure. This match could yeah. have gone. Nobody, a little nobody shorter. wants to see the cat fight. Yeah. The next match features the celebrity guest appearance of the year. Yeah. Stephen Amell and Neville defeat Stardust and King Barrett in a tag team match that goes for seven minutes and thirty six seconds. Not bad. I have to give to the homeboy now. First of all, he took the heat. He, yeah, he took the heat. Stephen Amell took a brunt of the punishment oh. for the match, and he has a scar to show for it. Mm. Props, oh, props, props to him. And he took one of those moves that Sandato uses. Okay. The side long, what 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 is it? The technical term, the side long blower. No. He took no. that. No. He took that from who? From freaking Stardust. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a move Sandato uses. Other than that, uh, even though you can tell that, okay, he was waiting for cues. Yeah. And he was mostly acting instead of working. He did pretty good. He did pretty well. He did, he did a top rope, top top rope top jump rope. off. He did an enziguri. He, he had a hip toss. He had a hip toss. Very yeah. good hip toss. And he runs the ropes oh. like a natural. Mm. So if Stephen Amell decides to call it a day being Green Arrow now, technically... Mm-hmm. He has said it on at Comic Con that he is now Gridaro. It's kind of cool to imagine a WWE universe where you actually have a former, a quote unquote, retired superhero in their midst. If it were to happen, could be cool. I don't know. He has crossover appeal. 
Yeah, he does. And, well, he does set the bar pretty high. He has set the bar pretty high I, for this celebrity like, guest like appearances. Maria Menounos and Snooki. Can you believe that, Snooki? <laughs> set it high, but he raised it higher. And, okay, prior to those two, Hugh Jackman was our gold standard. But, uh, yeah, not, then when I think about it now, I, I realize that Hugh Jackman, all, all he did was really just, what, throw a punch, I guess? Yeah, hip throw toss. a punch and a hip toss, and Everyone that was does, it. And he, he had a celebrity signature movie, hip oh, toss. Oh, hip toss. And then, no, because and then, it's the easiest thing to pull off. It's an easy thing to teach. It requires very little movement. It's not bad. It's not hard to teach. But that's the thing. Stephen Amell sets the bar now. He is our new standard for celebrity guest appearances. Agree? Mm, agree, agree. Okay. Next match on the card was the intercontinental match that nobody wanted to see. Ryback defeating Big Show and The Miz. Honestly, I, I, I don't I know where match, I don't know where this is going. Tunda. It's kind of it's kind of Tunda upsetting to see. Out. It's sad. Ryback, Ryback can do so much better yeah, with the IC title. I feel like I feel like it was a holdover because Ryback wasn't able to defend it, it at at what was the last thing? payback 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 payback, which you know, blame the staff infection. But end of the day, no one really wanted to see this match. This yeah, so this, sorry. So sorry, this section guys. of this is over. We're done. Sorry, Ralph Imabayashi. I know you like Ryback, but <laughs> fuck this shit. Sorry, not fun to watch. Our next match was the family versus family match. Roman this Reigns and Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. This match was This lit. was hot. Lit. This was fun. And I have to give it I have to give it to these guys. We've seen it over the past two years. Shield versus the Wyatts. It's been rehashed. It's been cut up. It's been shown to us in so many ways. This is not getting old. And well, you know, my only complaint about the match is that, first of all, Dean Ambrose's wrestling style is kind of getting old. It is. It's getting old. The, sorry, the, I'm, the I'm reco- sorry, bro. You, you're my homeboy, but it's getting old. The recovery, the recovery lariats are getting old. It is. You know this. It's a nice move, but it's not unpredictable. It's not compelling anymore. It, it's not. There, the unpredictability that made him unstable in the first place is no longer there. It's not no, It's not as novel as it used to be. And sadly. I would like to see a Shield match in which Roman Reigns isn't the hot tag guy. It works for him. It, it's like a role he excels in, but I want to see him take the heat. And carry a match. Mm-hmm. But, no, he can carry a match, but know, I want to see him take the heat. He can do it. And I just want to see him do it in the tag match. And you know what? We've we've discussed it for our entire for his entire run that Roman Reigns is an evolving character. Evolving. Evolving. This match actually showed that he can carry himself well mm-hmm. again in a tag team situation. But I think that he's come leaps and bounds in the past year. That his Mark Henry award, mid year award mm-hmm. for most improved. Might actually hold up for the end of the no, year. It's, oh, okay. End of the year. Okay. End of the year. Till end of the year. Because he's he's come leaps and bounds. And it's really nice to see a guy pulling off more moves, having more compelling matches, being interesting for a change. For a change. No, because like we ra- we ragged on him pretty hard. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I, I, I am 
I'm not ashamed to say that I believe in I believe that. You believe that. I believe that. Believe I that. Believe it. Okay. I don't believe. We're down to the last four matches. And surprisingly, right after that came Seth Rollins and John Cena. Oh. Uh-huh. Which was interesting. Interesting to say the least. Solid match up until the ending. I really enjoyed everything except the ending. Okay, I, I'm gonna i I'm gonna talk about the ending. Can I talk about it now? Yeah, can, can we, can, let's let's save let's save Raw. it for when we talk about Raw. But right, the thing see, is see. the ending is essentially John Stewart, the host, prevents John Cena from winning by giving yeah, him a chair shot. Pretty much. Pretty much. And it's it, it felt out of place during the show, but it gets explained later on in Raw. So we'll save that for later. But these two put on a really good clinic. Clinical match. Clinical, clinical type match. Which, you know, it's something we expect from Rollins in a big match situation. But Big Shot John came up this time. He performed quite well. well he always performs quite well. But in the... No, in big match situations. Yeah, he does. This one, this one was exceptional. I'm. I was about to but say. He does he, he's been pulling that out? What even on Raw against Cesaro against what Kevin Owens? But then this one, very solid, with the exception of the botched springboard stunner. Oh, yun lang, yun lang. Everything else went really well. The match went for 19 minutes 27 seconds, including interference. Including interference. Which is not bad. Not bad. That they can hold up their own for that long. And still well, be What do you seem surprised, though? I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm just saying that, all things considered, if the variables were all equal, mm. this is standard match of the night type thing. It is. I would call it match of the night. I would call it match of the night. Something that we didn't mention is, at the end of, at the end of this pay-per-view, Seth Rollins is... The only man to hold the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and the United States Championship at the same time. Mm. Does that make him Jay Lethal? It does. I think. I think that was what they were going for. You know, and and I mean, I've we been, talked no, about I've been reporting it. the news. Uh, well, the, not the the quote unquote news on Smart Henry every morning, and it's been pretty clear that they are doing something. Face-to-face. No, no, no. Face-to-face with ROH. For some reason, they hate ROH. And it's still unbeknownst to us. Oh, because I'm bad. But that's the thing. And because they hate ROH, I am not surprised that they actually did go to Jay Lethal route. Yeah. And, I mean, if it, if it makes for compelling matches down the line, so be it. But for now... No, I, well, at first, I, I think the, the, the US title defense at Night of Champions is going to be... John Cena. But who's going for the heavyweight championship on the same You night? know who it is. You know who it is. Oh, let's, save that, let's save that for Raw. Let's save that for Raw. The next match on the card was Team Powerpuff Girls defeating the Bellas and Team Bad in a three-team elimination match. Mm-hmm. This match in itself, not bad. It was alright. It was alright. It was yeah, alright. You know how I feel about the Diva Revolution. Now. Yeah. And we, we've made it clear on the podcast that this needs to go somewhere. This made it feel like it was swimming in circles again. And I don't, you know, all that needs to be said is good for the Powerpuff Girls. They're doing good things. They put on a fairly good match. Becky got the win. 
I don't, I don't, there's not much else to say. I would have liked to see more Sasha Banks, but considering that she put on a clinic the night before, not bad. But n- not just you. Everyone else wanted to see more Sasha Banks. I don't know why they decide. I don't know why it keeps boiling down to a no. To Team Bella versus Team PCB. Lagi na lang ano. No, lagi na lang... Sila. Lagi na lang third wheel sina ano. Bad. Yeah. Yung mga bad girls. Unfortunately. The match after was actually one of the best matches, you know, on paper. And I thought that this would be the curtain jerker. One of one of the possible Oh yeah, so, so did I. Kevin Owens defeating Cesaro mm-hmm. in a well-deserved match, well-deserved win. Considering that he took violence ladders the night before. Uh, my only problem with it is just, I don't know. Uh, I didn't really know what they were playing for. Not, they were playing for for the Lulz, basically. But it, it, it can't just be for the Lulz. It just, well, it's okay because it's the first real match in the rivalry. Yeah. I just hope that there is more. I want more. I want more. I want, I, more I want them, as I've said, we've said this before, I want them to play for a title shot. At some point. It's only, it's only, it's only, natural. Right. It's only, it's only right. And considering that we, we don't have a clear contender for the IC title anymore, mm. it could be just that. Yeah, it could be anyone. Could, just, just give, give it, give us Give stakes. these two guys chance. Give us stakes. Yeah. Medium rare. <laughs> yeah. What? So if if medium rare stakes are the mid card title, what's 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 the heavyweight championship then? In food terms, rare, rare. <laughs> I think so. Hindi prime rib. Oh. Are you are, are you are you shilling your fu- your your what? Despair? No, I don't. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a prime rib at my place. All right. There's nothing to shill. Okay. It's just Buezi level bad jokes. Aight, aight. Shout outs to Buezi the house elf for that joke. You inspire us with our bad jokes. I hate you, Buzzy. I hate you so much. And for our main event... I hate you so much, man! <laughs> See, we can't get away with shit with this if Stan was on the show. Yeah. He'd cut us off right away. <laughs> um, for the last match on the card, our main event, mm. The Undertaker defeating Brock Lesnar with controversial circumstances. Controversy! God, okay. Just to lay out the ending for everyone... Just because this is... The match itself is not bad. The match itself is not bad. But the controversy... Controversy. At the end, where Brock Lesnar slaps on the Kimura on The Undertaker, gets him to the point that he's about to tap, and it looks as though Brock is taking a pin, he gets a one count, and the bell rings for some reason. The bell rings. The bell rings. People are confused. The referee is confused. The referee brings it up to the assistant, uh, to the. Oh, by the way, timekeeper, uh, timekeeper, yeah, the timekeeper who happens to be Shockmaster's son. Jesus, that explains everything. And nothing at the same time. No, yeah, well, I love you. Yeah, pagkasisay, so paano pa malpakasunsan ng katulad ng tatay niya? Like father, like son. Oh. Unfortunately, so that happened, and this is this is a fairly new. Ring bell man, bell timekeeper. 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 Ring bell man. What the fuck? Bell ringer man. Timekeeper. Ring bell man. I thought there was a sep- I always thought that there was a separate guy who rang the bell and a separate timekeeper, but apparently not. Okay, 
Sorry. In <laughs> my mind, in my mind, there are two guys there. Really? So he's a fairly new guy because it was a big deal a few months ago that the WWE longtime timekeeper was mm. fired. Oh. And Stone, I remember Stone Cold making a big deal out of it. If yeah, they yeah. Play so up been, fact, you know he's been there for the longest time, man. Eh? Exactly. Same timekeeper, no no. Montreal's crew job. Oh god. That's, well, that, that's a long time. Yeah, ago. that is a long. He's been like what? I think he's been employed for as long as the WWE's been a big deal. There you go. So if they played up yung pagkaroki ni timekeeper, that would have been interesting. That would have been a nice meta. No, I think story. they kind of did, but they. If they actually acknowledge no, it, it. It's a side story, though. It's a, it's side a nice story. side story that I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Interesting thing. But the fact was that the, rook- the rookie timekeeper rang the bell after seeing the reverse angle, which was Taker tapping to the Kimura. So, as the bell rings, of I'm course, amazed that he of was course Brock, Lesnar, Brock Lesnar releases the hold. Mm. Referee is confused. Brock thinks he's won. Mm-hmm. And then, with the referee's back turned, mm-hmm. we get a full heel turn, care of the Undertaker, via another low blow. It's, and followed up by Hell's Gate, with the win. Mm. Controversial circumstances. Controversy. But well, I think to what end? That is my big question. To what after end? This. To what end? To keep it going. That's the end. But uh, the biggest lesson to learn here is that if you have to ask, if your finish raises more unnecessary questions, then it's it, not then a it, good finish. Then it, then it provides answers. Uh-uh. It really isn't a good finish. It, it, if, it if, wasn't. It was if interesting. Your, if your audience has to think way too hard to make sense of what just happened there. Which is what we had to do. It takes away the heat. Eh? Oh, oh. A simple not clean. Say a dirty, a dirty, oh, dirty finish. Simple. A simple direct finish could pack a lot of heat. It can. If the audience has to spend like more than two seconds trying to figure out what the fuck just went down in front of our very eyes. Then you it's get not lost. A good idea. Then you get lost. It was and that's not a the good thing. Idea. And that is the end of Summerfest. After Summerfest came a Raw to remember, which was fun. Which was fun. You enjoyed watching this week's Raw? It was alright. It was alright. It was alright. Yeah, right. But really, really, you did not enjoy. I, I think I the think surprises. You, uh, no, no, no. Outside of the surprises. Which it's an good. eye draw. It was eye. Which is why we're, I don't even want to talk about the matches. I just want to talk about the surprise segments. Because that's that's all that really progressed. Oh, fine, fine. I'm just, I'm, I was just going to say, uh, since we've had, what, a total of five? Uh, no, six? Four? S- at least six hours of wrestling before Monday before Night Raw. Before Monday Night Raw, which would have been so gr- exhausting. Yeah, it is, it's been an it's exhausting, exhausting few days. But this Raw had a hell of a good feel to it. Because, one, Dudley's back. Mm. Two, Ric Flair back. Mm. Well, only, for, or only for a night. Only for a night. And John Stewart, too, technically. Hashtag John Stewart back. Not really. 
and three, staying back. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's address them one by one. Let's address them one by one because these are the big things that happened on Raw. Everything else, yeah, interesting. Okay. But first, the Dudley Boys. Dudley Boys come out, rip the new day a new asshole in the form of a 3D on tables and just absolutely destroying everyone in their path. You know, I think I think Xavier like taking that that 3D. Yeah, he smiled a bit at yeah. the end. Kita kita. Kita It's 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 a mark out moment for many of us. And for those of you, you know, who have been looking for a nostalgic taste to WWE wrestling, here you go. We this got is it. <laughs> you got Taker, you're happy. It's being sustained by the Dudleys. And it looks like it actually looks like they're going to be around for a while. I think at least until WrestleMania, prospectively. How do you feel about them? I don't mind it. Uh, I think they're going to be there to as uh, as fodder for the New Day or whoever else wishes to capitalize. And I don't mind that role for them. They're they're veterans. Everyone knows they're good man. They don't need to prove themselves to anyone, maybe except for the kids. That they have no idea. Yeah. But that's the thing. The Dudleys have been fairly quiet on their individual ends for the past, what, six months? Ever since ever since the Royal Rumble, technically, mm-hmm. when Bubba Ray came out. Yeah. Which is and, fun. And, and recruited R-Truth as the Devon. <laughs> as the temporary Devon. Uh-huh. But... Seeing him call for the tables brought a smile to my face. A smile to your face. Are you just <laughs> repeating every last thing I'm saying yeah. today? Um, I like it. Uh, there's nothing more to say. There's nothing more to say. It's, Everyone likes it. It's, it's it's good for the product. It's a good universal thing. A- and actually, if you watch if you watch the backstage fallout from oh, the Raw, Backstreet Boys. No, I, like, I, no. I didn't see the backstage fall. What, what did they miss backstage, in the backstage? backstage. What did they miss the backstage? Backstage fallout. fallout. Um, Jojo is the interviewer, mm-hmm. and Jojo addresses them. Bubba Ray, Devon, how how does it feel to be back in the WWE? And then the first thing that Bubba Ray says is, "Jojo, I am glad you know who we are." <laughs> hey, that's kind of because sad. because you know some people wouldn't know who the Dudleys are. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, but the fact that Jojo, Jojo is not that young. Exactly. No, well, she is that young. But not that young. Not that not, young. Not like born in the last seven years young. Not. not so it's been, what, ten years since we last saw the Dudleys in the WWE ring show? That they've, they've pounded, they pounded to death. Mm-hmm. Pounded. Um, but the thing is, the thing is, I do have to admit that, you know, Jojo should know these people. And it's a good thing she does. And it shows that JoJo's doing her job. But she's then doing again, her job. <laughs> JoJo's doing her job as a backstage interviewer. But end of the day, I have to say, the Dudley's back, good things for the tag team division. Who's the next, next point is... Ric Flair. Ric back. Flair. All right, let's talk with about John the whole thing. Let's talk the about whole the whole segment. Thing. The whole right. segment. Here's my problem with Jon Stewart in this whole weekend. Yeah. First of all, I think they're... They sacrificed Jon Stewart and they booked him as this weird patsy that is. But he 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 wasn't the Jon Stewart. I, we know it. You know he wasn't he wasn't he the, wasn't the, the Jon Stewart that's afraid of Seth Rollins. He wasn't the Jon Stewart that made that became popular by by being 
by standing Smart. in a soapbox and preaching against stupidity. Sad. It's it's they they, they turned or or John Stewart in the WWE is someone they turned into this character, this Patsy, that kind of represents the annoying part of the wrestling fandom. Actually, the ones who don't want to see John Cena succeed just because. Do, do you remember? Do you remember his backstage segment with Paul Heyman in SummerSlam? Yeah, uh, he was he was saying to Heyman about it was actually foreshadowing for what he would do later in the night. Mm-hmm. But he was saying this part. He was he was saying these things about how uh, it made people sad that Lesnar beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania 30, and like. But the streak was perfection, so and so. It's like waking up at Christmas morning and then finding a lump of coal. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Now, when I was hearing it, when I was listening to it, I was thinking, what the fuck is he trying to say? But it may have okay, been a little weird. But he's mad at Brock for winning. Because it, and if that's the case, what was Brock supposed to do during the match? Lay down and, per, and keep the streak intact? Ang labo ng writing nini. It didn't feel right. It didn't baga. feel right at all because he was trying to, I don't know, betray the work nature of wrestling in a in an environment where it was not meant to be betrayed. Yeah, it just, by by saying by by annoying Heyman with, with it, it it didn't make sense. It 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 was weird. It was just weird. I I I just felt like they were setting him up as this representative of the. As a the, fall guy of the IWC to be knocked down later by the representative of the business itself in Cena. Yeah. Why would you say that? Why would why would why you would s- anyone say that? Why would you even? It's stupid. Why would you think that? But how could you be mad at Brock for, for winning? For winning within the context of kayfabe? Because isn't he what he was there to do? Yeah. Because if he wasn't, if he was just gonna go out there to lay down for. For, for Undertaker and keep the perfect streak, the perfect magical streak intact. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like justifying the finger poke of doom. Which is unjustifiable in any circumstance. Exactly. So the segment had John Stewart come out to explain himself. The segment on Rock Game had John Stewart come out and explain himself as to why he did what he did and you know bop Cena with a steel chair or provide the steel chair and then matter. it was him explaining that he didn't want Cena to tie Ric Flair which you know it you, it could have been cooler yun must make sense pa it's not the same at least he took matters in his own hands it's it's not like it's not the same thing as wishing that Brock didn't even go out there and beat Brock uh, beat the Undertaker Taker. but at the end of the day it's something that still felt a little out of place. And it could have been executed cooler. They could have had him go on a tirade and all that. It, it, it lacked something. It lacked the fact that we never saw Jon Stewart to be a bad guy to begin with. He wasn't this, anyway, he wasn't this asshole who was this entitled asshole who demanded to be on WWE programming and is not welcome in in the universe say it's been established before and he is a huge fan of wrestling and that he is genuinely in kayfabe in fear of Seth Rollins and he doesn't like the bad Seth Rollins but if he sees Cena as a bigger threat than Rollins no 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 here's, here's our point here's our point yeah 
I preferred I would have preferred it if the guy who screwed Cena out of a championship was a guy who we know in pop culture is an asshole. Like Justin Bieber, Donald Trump. Donald Trump could have used it right now. Yeah, guys like, no. Donald Trump could have used a better angle. Yeah. But there, end of the day. End of the day. Jon Stewart doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right at all. But he got AA'd in front of Ric Flair. Ric Flair said outrightly that he doesn't mind if it's Cena because he respects Cena. And that's something that, you know, he's like, oh, so it invalidates everything that Jon Stewart did. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That was the thing. It it was really booked as you fucked up because you're a dumb fan. Exactly. That's pretty much it. And that's it. It's Vince. I don't really mind it that much because fans are dumb. Some fans are dumb. I just wish they'd gone with someone who was... A bigger asshole. Yeah. And I don't look at Stuart as an asshole unless Vince does because he is Out of touch. He is out of touch. Okay. Last point. Sting back. At the end of Raw, we had this, this whole thing where... Seth Rollins supposedly is supposed to get the bronze statue. And of course, at the unveiling, it's not the bronze statue. It's Sting, who was hiding underneath the curtain for at least 20 minutes. So his makeup faded. Why? Why would the vigilante Sting come out and pull this shit? You don't know why? No, no, because he could. And that gets him? A title shot. At Night of Champions. But he could, because it's part... it fits with the story. It does. And we haven't seen Sting in a while. And it's not yeah. so bad. It's not I don't so mind, bad. I, actually, I don't mind it. Because if I don't... It, it, it's logical. It's not like Sting is fighting the authority just because he wants to. But that's but, what he did to Survivor Series serious. last year. Oh, oh. But now, it is purposeful. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. And at the end of the day, he is doing what Mayhem Brannigan wants to do. Fight injustice in the world. With a baseball bat. Mm. Without a baseball bat on Raw today. But he's taking it to them because he saw everything wrong with it. And admittedly, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I like don't it. mind it. I don't mind it at all. I, I, I just want to see where it's going. Reports are saying this thing has been training like crazy, quote-unquote, to be in a ring. So I assume that he's in really good shape. And yeah. one last thing. Uh, are we done with Raw? Are you done with... That's, that's about it for okay. Raw. If you have one last thing else. about Raw. I, I want to talk about the... The Cena attitude adjustment real quick because uh, you you moved on faster. <laughs> um, Cena AA. Here's the thing. I don't mind it happening because Cena was pissed. Yes. And you do dumb things when you're pissed. Yes. Uh, if you haven't done a stupid thing in a fit of rage, you're not a human being. You're a robot. Yes. But, But in writing him to do that, they were kind of setting him up to be a hypocrite. How so? Because, you know, Cena, he's the Boy Scout, he's Superman, he's Clark Kent, who is always preaching the, the goody two-shoe stuff. Mm-hmm. And to do what he did to Jon Stewart, to attack a defenseless old non-wrestler, whether <laughs> he's it not be... not that old. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whether it be in a fit of rage, is still going against the, the good guy thing. 
Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. Because you can confirm it with the fact. Remember when uh, Cena was so feeding with Brock, and then Heyman was goading him to get into his dark side. Yes. This is the only way he can beat Brock. Yes. He painted that. That that was established as a, a crossing the line thing, mm-hmm. and he crossed the line with Stewart, even if he deserved it. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I say it's human. It again goes back to being human. My problem is. You know they're not gonna acknowledge it as being human. They're not gonna. They're just gonna sweep it under the rug. They are going to. They are gonna just pretend it never happened. Next week, Cena will come back and be all. I did this for WWE Universe. Blah blah blah. I should be WWE champion and US champion. Yeah, and you you do not realize what you've done. Exactly. Shit like that. It's not. It's not stuff like. Okay, I know. Parang, wouldn't it have made more? Would it have made Cena more likable if he came out and said, "I am so. I, I realize that I attacked a non-wrestler, a defenseless non-wrestler, and for that I am sorry." Because he's a non-combatant, technically. Yeah, and even if he introduces I, no, a steel chair, I am sorry because I am human. What? Cena never does that. That's but the he, problem. That's what that's what makes him mm-hmm. scumbag Cena. Is he never does that? Which he sh- it's it's been a long time coming that he should. There are many instances where he should have but hasn't. And I think if there's any time to do it, now might be a good time. He's never been presented as this, as I mean, as this guy who is contrite, as who is human, who's relatable. It, He's a superhero. End of the day. But superheroes are human too. Superheroes say sorry too. You know? And John Cena hasn't. And it's not like kids will love will, will love will love them less. It's not like kids will love them less for being contrite. Yeah, for being apologetic. It's just something human. But we haven't seen it out of him, so let's leave it at that. Yeah. That that it's a long running thing. Picks of the week. We can't. We can't leave it at that. It, it, it has. Okay. You have to demand more from them, which we have. Hmm? We have on this podcast. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just re. I'm just reiterating. reiterating. The call. So, picks, picks of the week. Fine. Picks of the week. Let's take it home. Take it home, Seth. Seth. Uh, my pick of the Did week. You just call me Seth. Yes, I'm Seth. These are annoying. Oh, you shit! I love you. Uh, my pick of the week was no, was already, already, know, already, was already announced. Week, yes. So, you. My pick of the week, default Nasiga by default, is Cena Rollins. Okay, why? Why not? Right? That's good enough reason. Why we not? have we have no structure on this show. Well, without no, no, Stan. No. no, we do have a structure. Chronological. We had, we had, we had the shine, and we had the heat, and the comeback. We have the finish. This is the finish. This is the finish. Yeah. It's, 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 a, a, it's a comeback. Finish. It's a comeback. It's a comeback finish. Anyway, yeah, why not, right? It was the best match on the It was the best, it was match, the on best the show. match on the show. With the exception of the wonky ending. Yeah. Most most athletic spots, very interesting story told. I enjoyed it. I find it funny that during a big match, Seth goes through all the high-flying flippy shit. Because that's, that's, what, that's what faces do. Yeah. And just one last thing. One last thing before we take this baby home. Winners wear white and gold. That's true. Apparently. Uh, apparently. 
So we'd like to thank everyone who helped us get to number 14 this week. It's been a good ride for episode 75. This has been Romeo Moran and Raf Camus. Hey guys, don't forget we're number 14. You can take, you can, take 14. This, you can help us take that high. Top 10. Subscribe Top to five. the SGP podcast on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app on Android, wherever that may be. Because we're all there. We're all there. We, we made sure you can find us wherever you look. And it's not hard. Just type us. in the SGP Smart Gilas Filipinas Podcast and you will find us. Right. And, uh, well, listen to us on, on, on Buzzsprout. Please do leave us comments. We would really appreciate the feedback. Please do tell us when Camus is not doing his job and not editing the <laughs> shit out of the podcast. Because you know best. You do know best. On social media, we are at the SGP Podcast. He's at Caveman Camus. He's at Rowis War. He's at underscore Stancy. And he is in Japan. Yeah. So when he comes back, do expect a better show. We'll be recording from the 94.7 studios by then. For the SGP Podcast, this has been the SGP Podcast. That's right. Signing off. Peace.